Don over. The Bombers win the Sunday shootout at Etihad as we ponder how to get to the next level. Here on North Talk. Simpkin fires away a goal. Looks good. Looks very good. Petri around the corner. Snap goal. Harvey searches, straightens up, puts him in front. Not the point of the big kick. Welcome to North Talk. Here's your host, Ross Payne. Hello, Shinbiners, and with thanks to the Royal Mail Hotel, 519 Spencer Street, welcome to North Talk, the unofficial independent podcast for all North Melbourne fans. Time to welcome our panel. We welcome back the turf king of Prince's Park, Matt Oliver. Hello, Matt, on sunny Gold Coast, I believe. Yes, g'day, Ross. It's um, fantastic up here. It's about 24 degrees, and um, you're just doing a bit of opposition scouting this week. That's easily doubling the... uh, uh, degrees temperature down here in melbourne it's it's bloody cold mate so enjoy it up there and some scouting yes you may well be on the plane with the uh, suns players heading to melbourne yes on uh, saturday I fly back in so i uh, i'm assuming the suns will be on that one flight as well unless uh, unless they're coming a day earlier uh, well it's certainly good to have you back on north talk and we have a debutant on the panel tonight ladies and gentlemen studying media and comms and a part of the tac cup radio team and of course, she's a mad North Melbourne fan, that all counts. We welcome Siobhan Rowe to the North Talk family. Hello, Siobhan. Hey, Matt. Hey, Ross. Uh, it's really good to be here. I'm really excited. And unfortunately, we didn't get the job done against the Bombers, but it's been an extraordinary season so far. It has been an extraordinary season so far. Exceeded expectations. Well, let's go straight to the review of that game on Sunday at, at Hediad Stadium, where we played Essendon. It was a disappointing 17-point loss. As we said, it was a shootout. Matt, we're going to start the show a little bit differently. We're going to go to you. you you're in charge of the votes this week, and your <laughs> votes were uh, Sean Higgins, 5, Zeeble, 4, Jamie McMillan, 3, Mason Wood, 2, Todd Goldstein, 1. Now, why I want to start this show a little bit differently is that I walked away from the game on Sunday and I thought to myself, those players, yep, I agree with you, Matt, they were good. And um, I thought all our senior players were good. I just walked away thinking, is it time now that our younger generation, if you like, that bracket between 18 and 24, 25, I know Mason Wood's in there, so he he did play Mm. all right. But is it now about time that that generation, Matt, started to step up and be our best players? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, Yeah, Mason Wood, certainly in that bracket, but... You know, he epitomises that that bracket you're talking about and the inconsistencies that go along with it. He kicked three three on the weekend, but he could have had a bag. He, you know, he was our standout forward. You know, I thought on the day, uh, just his kicking uh, in crucial times let him down. It wasn't the first time this year he had a, a few uh, easy shots that went went astray early in the year. I think it was against Richmond, from memory. Um, yeah. You know he's in that bracket. On another guy I like to mention as well is Luke McDonald. He did some really good things on the weekend, but crikey, he did some really frustrating things. Yep. Ryan Clark is another one. He racks them up, but he just puts the ball out of put the put the ball out in the full a couple of times on the weekend. You know Ryan Clark's one that you know North supporters really really like. Um, and when things are going really well, he looks fantastic. But when things uh, when the heat's on, he certainly has been shown up a few times. But yeah, it's him and uh, the other one that we all love is Jai Simpkin. Uh, and I think Jai is probably one that the more he plays and um, 
the more minutes he gets in the midfield and that half forward zone, hopefully he'll start turning in some uh, more consistent performances. So, Siobhan, the ages of uh, Sean Atley, 25, Dumont, 23, is the other one I think we need more from. Uh, Rovat, 24, Luke McDonald, as you're saying, they're 23, and Ryan Clark, 21. So that age group is probably the reason why we aren't a top four team. Is that fair to, stay, fair to say, Siobhan? Oh, definitely. Uh, some of the players that were in the votes, Higgins, Zebul, Goldie, Higgins in particular, they're the older elite players. And if you look at a side like Richmond, they've got their stars, Martin, Koch and Revolt, but it's their lower ranked players that, that add that extra layer and ultimately get them over the line in close games. And our younger players is guys like McDonald, uh, Dumont, Atley, but his move to the forward line has been a huge positive. Um, and Turner that are all in that 50 game bracket that just need to be a little bit more consistent with their output. And I think if that happens, we'll ultimately become a much stronger team. So Siobhan, is it a matter of just waiting for them to get better or, or what sort of calls do we have to make at the end of this year, perhaps into next year? Do we, are we, do, is it purely just patience from all of us or do we have to make a call at the end of this year or next year saying they're just not going to cut it? It's, it's really yeah. tough. That's always the part of footy that I'm sure the coaches have a hard time with is cutting players. And this year, I went into this year thinking, play the kids, let's see what they've got. But we've been playing a lot of, a lot of the older guys because we've done so well and we're, we're in the contention for finals that we need to keep playing the older guys like a Scott Thompson over a Sam Durden. So I think that maybe next year we keep playing these guys and see if, if they've got what it takes. But some of them, like McDonald and Dumont, and as you said before, Matt, Jai Simkin, they all show glimpses. But I think it's it's their age that is the inconsistency. Um, we've just got to be patient, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good call. And it's also, let's. Uh, I'm not not by any means saying that uh, we're, we're all in big trouble. It's doomsday. It's not quite that bad. It was a 17-point <laughs> loss. It was a shootout. It was a pretty high-quality game, and full credit to the Bombers. I thought, I don't know if anyone's going to shoot me for saying this, but I thought Essendon was superb, deserved the win. Their skill level, watching, watching it at ground level, was just... It was just great to watch, really, watch a team play with that high skill level. Unfortunately, as much as we hate Essendon, they were terrific. And the positive out of it all, again, Sean Higgins is having a stellar year. And, Matt, we go back to that leaderboard just for the player of the year of North Talk is Ben Cunnington leading 33 votes to Higgins. Just closed the gap. He's just one behind now, uh, getting maximum votes from the weekend from you. So he's 32, just that one behind. Brown Jacobs on 19 and a pack behind them. So um, I guess we move to the game just a bit more... Uh, obviously detail on the game there's a lot going on including that incident with uh, Stringer Matt so Cunnington I've never seen him get so angry or frustrated before at the end of the game it was, the game was probably over at that stage anyhow but I think that's how much that uh, game meant to him on Sunday yeah spot on He, uh, you could tell he was really really frustrated at the time and um, sort of certainly put Stringer on his backside which to the delight of me and a lot of people <laughs> around me was fantastic and the way Stringer carried on, I know he's certainly going to have a target on his back next time we play. And it's, um, yeah, it's the way he plays. You know, he's a very controversial figure. You know, he's a fantastic player, but he's certainly not one of the most liked players in the competition, even from his own supporters. I think they uh, they struggle to, to keep him on side. Um, yeah, it was um, probably a day of frustration for Benny. Um, he certainly put his hand up. He was probably in our... He's probably my next one down in our votes. I was so just going to ask you. unlucky to miss out. <laughs> um, you know, I love Ben. I'm probably his biggest fan. So uh, I just love everything that he does. And, um, yeah, probably a frustrating afternoon not being able to stop the Essendon onslaught. And when I just say Essendon, you did mention Essendon. And full credit to Essendon. They were fantastic. And they did deserve the win. But 
gee whiz, I couldn't believe how many goals they kicked out of their ass on the weekend. It was just they Absolutely. were kicking goals from everywhere. Sean McKernan, I could not miss. Oh. Oh, if he's kick, if he's kicking goals, he kicked one from me. <laughs> I sat on my dad club wing. Level two, he, he had a, a running shot from 49 metres out, and as soon as it came off his boot, it looked like he was going out of full on the far far side, and it's just tailed in at the last minute and snuck in. I was like, how the hell has that gone in? And, ever, and he's just turned around to the crowd as if he's a man. Like, come on, Sean. I said in it. Even the goal that, yeah, um, it, yeah. that Merritt kicked, it was absolutely amazing, and I thought, it's their day if they're starting to kick goals yeah. like that. It was mad. Call me uh, someone who always reminisced, which, which is exactly what I do. The 98 grand final, I remember when uh, we kept hitting the post in that second quarter, I thought it oh, wasn't our day. You kind of you, you get those feelings, don't you, when it's when you're playing games. And, of course, you, things happen in yeah. games this year that I thought, yep, it's our day, like that Swans game. I just thought, yep, it's our day. So there you go. Yeah. Um, no, well, just with quickly, that one too, yeah, go for Ross, it. Yeah. I was just going to just on that result. So obviously there was a fair bit of talk pre-game amongst both team supporters, like the AFL uh, tweeted and put on Facebook about the greatest comeback game and lots of stuff and a lot of supporters were like reminiscing about what an era that was for both clubs and certainly the younger resident supporters who don't appreciate the 90s have sort of said oh it's a very one way rivalry or this sort of stuff well I say to these Essendon supporters who think who don't think anything about our football club in a rivalry sense well they were carrying on like they won the flag on the weekend so um, they were dancing in the aisles and you know, I reckon they're queuing up for grand final tickets so well, Matt, maybe I was just pipe down a little Matt, I was sitting in the Essendon members. I, the only seat I could get was sitting with a, a close mate of mine, and th- thankfully the Essendon supporters around me were quite uh, quite reasonable. But at half time, I, I thought, have they won the premiership? It was half time. They're clapping yeah. them off, and as yeah, you're saying, dancing in the eyes. Oh, give me a break. Anyway, just wanted to touch on Ben Cunnington. Twenty three touches, two goals. I know you didn't have him in your vote. So what more has the fella got to do? <laughs> oh, he was very stiff. I thought Todd Goldstein um, was brilliant. I. Uh, I have been a bit of a critic of Todd's over a few years where I've said he hasn't looked interested and that's obviously been proven correct with a fair bit of media he's done over the last few weeks and I was rapt to see him over the weekend. He took a multitude of marks around the ground. His ruck work was exemplary. It wasn't his fault that a midfield just couldn't win those clearances, unfortunately. But uh, Cunnington has been brilliant. I guess the the, mark, the knock on him, he's set such a high high bar for himself that I just couldn't quite sneak him into that top five. And Mason Wood was probably the one that he could have swapped with, but um, I thought Mason did enough after the opportunities he had presented to himself. Yeah, it could have been a bigger day for Mason Wood as well. Should we five or six? Yeah. Siobhan, we, as we say, we have to give Essendon credit to a, a really skilled performance. Gee, at times they were so fast. Are we slow or do we need to address, and, and is that something, sorry, what do we need to address in the trade period and draft this year? Yeah, Essendon forced us into a game style that I don't think that we could have maintained. It was just that running and playing on at all costs. And I don't think that we have the players that are able to play that game style. And full credit to Essendon that they forced us into a game style that was like that. Um, And I think one of the things that we need to address in the draft is another small defender that can help out Marley Williams and Ed Vickers-Willis and Jamie McMillan down in the back line because we saw how good Orazio Fantasia was in that game. And I'm thinking maybe we can target someone like a Luke Dalhouse from the Western Bulldogs that will just be able to complement their inside grunt because the way that Essendon was easily just spreading from the contest on the weekend was a little bit alarming. And I think we've certainly improved from last year. And um, we've got Billy Hartung, and I reckon he certainly would have been handy on Sunday. 
That's a, that's a that's a really good point. Yeah, his speed is just. I know it's he probably hasn't had a fantastic year, but he's had a good year. Uh, mm. Just his speed might have counteracted. Obviously, that's a halfback run from the Bombers potentially. Uh, guys, just quickly, I've, I've, firstly, I'll go to you, Siobhan. Um Out of ten, how would you rate our defence on? I'll go to our three sections of the ground, but firstly, defence out of ten. It's the first time I think I've seen Robbie Tarrant get beat for the whole year, and I think Essendon played a game style where there was pretty much. No defence. Both defences were really struggling with the amount of ball that was coming in uh, really quickly into the forward lines of both teams. But our back line, I'd probably give them a 4 out of 10. That might be a little bit harsh. Um, But we've been so sturdy in defence for the whole year. And it was pretty alarming, the score that Essendon kicked on us. But at the same time, we only lost by 17 points. So we scored really well too. But uh, I, I... the first time I've really noticed that we need a bit more pace in our back line because the smalls are the players that always seem to get on top of us. Oh, I don't think that's uh, harsh at all, Siobhan. When you look at it, we've conceded 30 scoring shots and they kicked 19 goals. So I think I think I agree with you wow. there. Just quickly, the midfield from you, at rating out of 10? Our midfield, uh, I'd probably give them a 7 out of 10. I think the second quarter, that second half, we, we really couldn't, keep on top of the Bombers and no Jacobs really hurt us because Merritt started to get on top and I think he was going at 100% disposal efficiency at half time. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's pretty good effort and we just looked a bit tired and I think it's again it's the problem of pace. The, the midfielders did really well and we're able to win it from the middle but it was that spread off the contest that hurt us but I still give them a 7 out of 10 because there's a bloke named Sean Higgins running around in there and he's just Very on good. fire at the moment. And the forward line out of 10. Oh, this one's a bit difficult. It's the losing Mason Wood, even if it was in the last five minutes of the game, really hurt us. But I'd probably give the forward line a six and a half out of 10. Oh, I think Essendon's back line did a really good job of, of holding Ben Brown down. Um, and that's the problem that I think we're going to be facing um, in the games ahead, that Ben Brown has five players playing on him. Yeah. Um, and yep. the smalls in Turner and, and Rovat, um, I think that Kane Turner was uh, trying to play a bit more of a defensive role on Adam Saad and, and Connor McKenna, but I think they got on top of us. And I think that's ultimately why Essendon got the points, that Saad and, and McKenna, would, their runoff half back was um, too easy. The ball kept coming out of there really quickly. I did. And Matt, to you, the defence out of 10? Oh, I tend to agree with Siobhan. Um, probably four at best, really. Um, I had a really good look from where I was sitting, and um, it was, yeah, like, like you say, Siobhan, it was the first time this year we've been well beaten in that area. And uh, to be honest, we actually looked all at sea a few times, and there was a fair bit of arguing and finger-pointing going on, which is something yeah. I haven't seen all year. And um, I'm not one to certainly single out, but Magic had a pretty poor game overall. He I agree um, with you. certainly took a few good marks, but yeah, his positioning was quite poor at times. And um, you know, Robbie Tarrant was well beaten. I think Scott Thompson was probably our best defender on the day. Um, yeah, a four out of ten, four out of ten is probably um, about right, considering the amount of ball that was coming in our midfield. Probably didn't help him out too well there. Yeah, just when we thought Magic was settling in down back, he put in that performance. It's uh, yeah. it, was, it was uncomfortable. Uh, the midfield out of ten, Matt. Uh, I, yeah, probably a touch harsher than Siobhan. I'd say probably six out of ten. Just um, couldn't capitalise on Goldstein's dominance. Um, yeah, Higgins and uh, Cunnington did all they could. We needed more out of um, 
Zeebel and uh, Anderson when they were rotating through, certainly. I completely agree with you there, Matty. The forward line. Uh, forward line, yeah, I'd probably say 7 out of 10. Um, certainly did, like, we were scoring at will in that first quarter. Um, we were, you know, we seemed to score every time the ball went in there, but I think as the game wore on, we certainly we certainly didn't take take advantage of the chances we had, and that was probably what cost us in the end, because I, I was sitting there in the last quarter going, all we needed to do was just nail a goal and get within get within a kick of Essendon, and I thought we were going to run on top of them. So Essendon looked absolutely cooked in that third quarter, and I thought we just couldn't quite get to within that six or seven point margin. If I reckon we had got within a goal, it would have been squeaky bum time in the Essendon members, I reckon. <laughs> it was, I can tell, sitting in the Essendon members, I can tell oh. it was squeaky bum time with three minutes to go. <laughs> I still thought that they might have got done. And yeah. guys, we just we have to give um, some praise to Paula Hearn, I think was terrific oh, coming oh, in. Sure. Late inclusion, 22 touches and a goal, his debut goal or first goal. Uh, he was yeah. terrific, Siobhan, wasn't he? I was really surprised when I saw that he got dropped when the teams came out on Thursday. Um, I'm uh, Unfortunately, we lost Ben Jacobs, but I'm really happy that he, he came into the team. And I think he offers a different dynamic in our midfield. Um, he has a bit of pace. Um, he can also win the ball on the inside. And don't forget, he's coming off two knee reconstructions, and he's just been fantastic. Absolutely. Big boy, too. He is a big boy, and uh, he's mm. he's uh, poised at ground level or something. I don't normally sit ground yep. level. That's why I'm keep saying it this this week because I was sitting at level one. I don't normally sit level one. You do pick a lot more up things up close sitting on level one, but when the players on the other side of the ground, you hardly see a thing. But he was sometimes on on my side of the ground, and he's poised at ground level, just sensational. Uh, I just love how the way he thinks and and, and thinks through his decision making. Some hopefully can pass on that to some other players in our team without uh, singling anyone out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go to you, Matt. Now, we've, we uh, all of a sudden, after that loss, we start now thinking, are we going to miss finals? Are we still going to make the top eight? Um, we've still got a pretty favourable draw. I think the most disappointing thing to come out of the weekend was everyone around us lost, and it was a really yep. huge opportunity for us. That We could have gone six. We could have been in GWS's spot this week or, um, or thereabouts, and I think that's probably the most disappointing part, that you know Melbourne lost, and a really disappointing loss for them. Uh, Geelong obviously got beaten on Friday. I was there for that game, and uh, obviously we had such a great opportunity there coming up against the Gold Coast this week. You know, we sort of could have cemented a spot in the eight, really. Uh, it just means now um, we've got a bit of a job to do now. We've got um, Gold Coast this week, which I think we win. I think then we've got a tough stretch. We've got Sydney, Collingwood, and West Coast, and I think we're going to need to win one, maybe two out of those three. Um, certainly... West Coast down at Blundstone is probably looking a touch easier than the other two down at Fortress Blundstone. And then we need to certainly win three out of our last four with the Bulldogs, Brisbane, Adelaide away and St Kilda Eddie had to cement a top eight spot. I've done a ladder predictor. I can see us winning 14. I can also see us winning 13 matches. If we win 13 and um, have a a percentage around what it is at the moment, I can see us missing out to Hawthorne. Uh, Depends on Geelong too, because I think Geelong is certainly on the skids as well. So hopefully... I'm an optimist. I said at the start of the year we we're going to win how many games, Ross? I think I might have said seven. You did, yeah. I think I was most, yeah. of, most of anyone. All. You said four, so I did. You I did. Know when you're... <laughs> um, no need to so repeat I think that. I said seven. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we could go to nine and six, and all of a sudden you go right. We're nine and six after round sixteen, including the bye, and it's a good platform to you know certainly win five five or six of the last remaining rounds so all is not lost bad loss in the weekend due to the timing of it bad loss due to the opposition and the fact that we hate them um but all is not lost because we have a very very winnable game this week 
And Siobhan, over to you. Top eight? It's just really unfortunate this season is so tight because we just we can't afford to slip up anywhere. And I see next week's game against the Gold Coast almost as a bit of a danger game. Um, but I, I do think we may make the finals, but it does depend on some results going our way, including uh, Hawthorne potentially losing to the Dogs because they were really impressive against Geelong. Um, but it's also unfortunate that we're starting to get a few injuries. And I think we really need Jared Waite and... Ben Jacobs to come back as soon as possible, especially with Mason Wood going down now to be a chance to play finals. But our run home is favourable, so fingers crossed. Yeah, you're right, that injury list is starting to be a bit of a concern. Very diplomatic, Siobhan. I think you're too diplomatic for this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're fitting in just fine. We're all very diplomatic. <laughs> um, yes, it is interesting in the injury list. We knew we do need that to reverse. We need to start getting, getting players back rather than copying more injuries such as Mason Wood, mm. which we'll get to in just a moment in our preview of Round 16 up against the Gold Coast. Guys, just quickly, our VFL report. Uh, it was Round 13 in the VFL last Sunday Avalon Airport Oval. North Melbourne 15-18-108 defeated Coburg 6-9-45. Uh, just some notables on from our AFL list at least. Uh, Mitch Hibbert had 25 touches. Nick Larkey, 8 touches, 6 marks, 2 goals. Alex Morgan had 24 touches and 7 marks. Brain Pruce, 18 touches, 6 marks. Quite good. Josh uh, Williams, 25 touches. Gordon Arrier, which is... Uh, his name's taken off on social media at the moment. Mm. Six touches, only the six touches, but kicked two really goal, really good goals apparently. Uh, and Zerha had 25 touches and five marks. Now, according to North's official website, the best on ground was Will Walker with 17 touches and two goals. So uh, North sit 10th on the VFL letter at six and five. Our next match is against the Casey Demons at Casey Fields there in Cranbourne East. Uh, one. 1pm on Saturday. So we'll go straight to our round 16 preview. Uh, of course, we face the Gold Coast Suns this Sunday, 1-10 at Etihad Stadium. A recent record against the Suns. Well, last time we met, you'll remember it pretty easily, I think, unfortunately. Round one this year, uh, up in Cairns. It was that swimming, ha- swimming ball match, uh, Maddie, that you declared should have been abandoned. The Suns yes, won. I 100% agree. <laughs> if that game comes back to bite us and we miss the finals by one game, I will not be happy. And the Suns did win by 16 points. And uh, the Gold Coast actually won their last two games against us. Uh, but last time we played them at Etihad Stadium, we did win. It was round six last year. That was actually our first win of 2017. All right, uh, our player to watch, uh, Jack Siebel, loves playing the Suns. He averages 22 touches and so too does Sean Higgins. 22 touches, that's in our last four games against the Gold Coast. And just a Gold Coast player to watch, Jared Harbrow, averages 22 touches against North in his last four games. So, guys, we get to the game. It's... Uh, uh, it's one that I think we all go there expecting to win, which is a bloody awful feeling, isn't it? Really, it's just I don't like that when you just turn up to a game thinking you're going to win because sometimes it doesn't always pan out that way. Uh, first question is obviously that injury to Mason Wood, Matt. Uh, who do you think should replace him? Oh, I think it's lucky time, ladies and gents. Uh, he's notched up his fiftieth goal for uh, hashtag lucky time. Hashtag lucky, get him in. Um, you know, I've been a bit critical of him because he's so lightly built and um, he'd certainly got pushed pushed off the ball a fair bit early in the season. Um, last year when he came in for a game, he didn't get his didn't get a disposal and I think that's probably had a bit of a negative connotation. No, it's not his fault, but um, I, I think it's his time. If not, uh, oh, I think Cam Zohar is probably the other one that would be putting his, his hand up. I'd love to see... 
uh, Luke Davies Uniac in, and for the rest of the year with uh, Paul Hearn, just play them for the rest of the year. I don't know who he comes in for if uh, if Larky does play for Wood, but that's my take. Thoughts? Siobhan, your take, Mason Wood, obviously injured. Who replaces him? I'm with Matt. It's super lucky time. I think he's leading the goal kicking in the VFL. And I think playing the Gold Coast is a perfect opportunity to bring him into the side. He takes another defender and I think he is ready for his, his chance. And um, hopefully he will be able to kick a few goals and play sort of like that Mason Wood role. But I think he'll, he'll be a really good asset to have into the team to take another defender and give Ben Brown a bit of a chop out. Larky's kicked 50 goals in his 21 VFL games, mm. I think is probably worth another chance. So he's only played, obviously, the one AFL game against the Bombers last year. Um, okay, so we know that uh, Mason Wood will definitely exit the team. Any other changes, Matt? Who are, obviously, I know you're saying uh, LDU comes in, but uh, you're willing to put a name yeah, in there who, who oh, should be dropped? I am. <laughs> there's two. There's two names. Oh, one, no. I, I don't think he's up to it, and I'm... Sorry, I've mentioned him a few times this year. Nathan Rovat, I think he's had yeah. enough chances. He's one, uh, and the other one is the coach's pet, um, uh, which is Kane Turner. He's always the coach loves him, and I know he does a very good defensive role here, there, and everywhere. Uh, we need to see some output from him. Um, he's kicking. He's kicking. Oh my God! He's kicking his VFL standard at best. So Kane Turner um, had 11, the the, yep, on the 11 touches, yep. one goal, and Nathan Rovat had 13 touches and one goal, one on the weekend. So I can certainly understand that opinion. Uh, so frustrating, that's all. Yeah, no, no, I think I agree. And I, I think if those two players, as an example, played well on Sunday, we win. I think it's it's quite that 100%. simple. So we need... Um, Need definitely more from them if they are lucky enough to keep their place in the team this week. And over to you, Siobhan. Would you make any other changes? I'm with Matt. I definitely think that Nathan Rovat needs another spell in the VFL. I agree. I don't think he's up to it. He's, the minute he gets the ball, he seems to either turn it over or he gets tackled. And I think to myself, wow, you played nearly all the games last year. And he played VFL early this year, but I'm not quite sure if he's... Uh, ready to be in the AFL team again. And I'd bring in Cam Zerha. I think that yeah. um, he deserves another opportunity. And also, just a side note, I'm really hoping that Ben Jacobs is back. I think he'll be really important to play on either David yeah. Swallow or Jared Lyons. I think he had a crack at him round one underwater. So hopefully he'll, um, he'll be able to get on top of one of their best midfielders because that goes a long way to North winning. That's, that is a good call too, isn't Hopefully it? Hopefully he gets the uh, yeah. all clear this week from the docks. Yeah, well, that's just the, we have no idea how severe his mm-hmm. delay concussion is and it just looks like it's a week-by-week proposition, which is unfortunate for Ben because, as many people are saying, he's probably our most important player. Maybe not our best player, but a most important player. So uh, all the best to Ben Jacobs. Hopefully, as we say, he's back facing the Suns this week. And who wins the game, Siobhan? I've got North winning the game. I definitely think that we'll bounce back. But this is a bit of a danger game because Gold Coast seem to be our bogey team. And also they've got those smaller type of players, the runners. I'm not surprised that Harborough loves playing against North because he's a bit like an Adam Saad. We don't necessarily have a matchup for a player like that. But I'm hoping North win and I think we will win. And hopefully it's a big win because I think percentage will become really important um, as the year goes on. And to you, Matt, uh, are you hoping for a... Well, we're all hoping for a big win, obviously, but uh, do you see it being a big win? I do. Uh, I think uh, I think we'll have a, uh, a much easier time of it than we did on the weekend. The Gold, Clo- the Gold Coast are uh, all at sea, to be honest. They have been horrendous. Well, they they're all at sea at round one, too. They went right in at sea they at round were, one. They, they, <laughs> they gave up a 40-point lead to St Kilda, who 
I know up until the weekend they produced a good performance against Melbourne, but they've been terrible. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns, I think if we do everything that we can to you know focus on ourselves and um, play the game the way we want to play it and play it on our terms, clearly we've got to put some work into their, their major ball winners like Harbrow and Lyons. Um, I can see Sean Higgins having a day out. I don't think they've got a match-up for him. I can see him having 35, getting three or four. And us going on to have a comfortable win by about 70 points. 70 points. Wow, yeah. I hope I'm you're really right. I'm really hoping you're yeah. right. Oh, absolutely. I ha- our right social media... Come back to me, Come right. back to me on yeah. Sunday at 3.30 and get, get stuck into me if I'm wrong. 70 points. There we go. You're on record. Uh, our no, social... Tom Lynch really helps. I think <laughs> Tom Lynch is a key to uh, the Gold Coast Suns and him not being there, I think our defenders will be able to take plenty of intercept marks. And no Gary Ablett too. I was going to say, I was about to say, he tears us up every time. He does. Oh, thank, I was about to say thank God, but he teared us up a few weeks ago down at the Cattery, <laughs> didn't he? Geelong, yep. Yeah. Uh, the social media poll last week was uh, about our biggest rival. We had 169 votes on Twitter. No contest. No contest. 72% no. the Bombers, uh, and it was definitely the majority on Instagram as well. This week's an interesting question. I'll go to you guys for this one. Your favourite North Melbourne nickname, is it Kangaroos or Shinboners, Siobhan? I love Shinboner. I think that it... it typifies the club it gives us a bit of a, a culture um gives us a bit of an identity more so than kangaroos there you go what about you maddie yeah it's, it's probably one i've never really thought of to be brutally honest um certainly takes us back to the the, the, the traditional era of the club back in the you know early 1900s or even probably earlier than that to be honest in the 18, 1890s when we were up and going um yeah i i, I think yeah, Shinbone is probably from a from a heartland point of view because I don't know about you. I've never seen a kangaroo running through North Melbourne, but um, <laughs> uh, but I think kangaroo's more of a marketable, marketable figure as as um, was attested during the ill-fated 1990s move to the Kangaroos Football Club. But anyway, it's it is our moniker, and I love it. I do prefer the kangaroos. A great question. We'll put it all across all our social media at North Talk Podcast on Instagram and Facebook at North Talk Pod on Twitter. So get voting, uh, which is your favourite North Melbourne nickname, kangaroos or shin boners. Hey, and don't forget to check out our brand new website, northtalk.com.au. We'll add some more features as we go along, but you can listen to the podcast on there. And hello to you if you are listening through our website. Uh, thank you for your support. And of course, you can subscribe to our podcast through your favourite app. So make sure you do so um, this week if you haven't already done so that's the show for now thank you Matt enjoy the Gold no, Coast no problem oh I will do I'm off to Byron Bay tomorrow so I'm oh, looking forward to that. oh there you go oh, rub it in enjoy <laughs> we'll see you Sunday at the footy Siobhan thank you what a debut from you sensational thank you thanks for having me I've loved it thank you very much and until next week go Roos and keep up the North Talk <laughs>